Lent is a time that most of us associate with suffering, which was talked about in the first lesson today, although Lent is actually a time of preparation, a time of reflecting on our baptism in preparation for Easter, the celebration of Easter, which is entering into Christ's entry into eternal life. And so it's worth us thinking about what the preparation might look like. And I want to focus today on forgiveness. And that has a lot to do with the fact that I come to you from San Quentin. Um, I've got my name tag on here. used to say Reverend Jim on it. And I would say, uh, it says Reverend Jim, but Jesus calls me Jim. You can call me Jim. Now I say, Jesus called me Jim, and you can call me Papa Jim, because that's what my grandchildren call me. So I come from San Quentin, where 42 candidates, men inside who have been incarcerated, for a variety of lengths of time. In fact, after 30 years of doing this, I met someone I had never met like this before. He had been incarcerated for 47 years. He went in when he was 16. It's difficult to imagine suffering on that scale loss on that scale. But what this weekend focuses on is forgiveness. Certainly, we talk a great deal about how God has forgiven these men if they ask for forgiveness, if they want, turn to God for forgiveness. God has forgiven them, put their sins as far as the east is from the west, and remember them no more. But the real kicker, the real obstacle of the weekend is that we ask them to make a list of people who have hurt them that they want to forgive. Because, of course, in the Our Father, we pray, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. In other words, in as much as we forgive others, then God can forgive us. But if we don't forgive others, then God's hands are tied. He doesn't forgive us. So, insofar as Lent is about enjoying, learning how to enjoy the gift of salvation, God's love and God's forgiveness, it's worth us thinking about what does it mean for us to let go of our judgment and our anger and vengeance on people who have harmed us. Several years ago at a Kairos weekend, I heard a story that just rocked my life and changed my perspective. One of the men inside who had made the weekend six months before, came back as a team member, pouring tea and coffee at the tables and so on, and helping out. And I happened to be alone with him uh, 
lunchtime, people were on, or dinner time, people were on their way to the chow hall, and we had a chance to chat. And he said to me, you know, last time when I made my weekend, I didn't burn my forgiveness list. We asked the men to write the names of people in their life who have harmed them. But think about that, for, especially for a prisoner. Who might that include? Their father? Their mother? Brothers and sisters? Teachers? Police officer? The prosecuting attorney? The judge? The defense attorney? The correctional officer? There's a whole long list of people that it might include. And they spend all day coming back to that when somebody comes to their mind, writing that name down. So this gentleman said to me, you know, I wrote the names down, but I didn't burn the list. Because that's when we indicate that we intend to forgive these people. We ask God to forgive them. He said, I didn't do that. Do you know why? I said, um, no. He said, well... My sister was raped by a guy, and I couldn't forgive him. He said, I get, I get it, I get it. He said, but you know what happened? A couple of weeks ago, I learned that this same guy who had been incarcerated for a while was transferred to San Quentin. And there we were, this guy who had raped my daughter and me on the, on the same yard. And one day I saw him walking in my direction. And he was, when he finally saw me and recognized me, he w became terrified. And I walked towards him. And the guy told me that he observed that the man who was just knew on the yard, having been arrested for raping his sister, began to wet his pants. He was so terrified. And my friend who was talking to me said to him, what I told him was, don't worry. I forgive you because of Kairos. But when you think about that, we've had drug dealers whose sons were killed by in Oakland and learned about that in the middle of the night after they had forgiven everybody in their life and had come back and said, their son called them in the middle of the night saying, what should I do with, about this guy who killed my brother or who shot my brother? Didn't kill him, but shot my brother. And the guy said, forgive him. I have forgiven him. Let him go. It's amazing to see the ripple effect that forgiveness have, even little things, you know, slights, little insults, letting them go and forgiving people has a tremendous impact. It not only has an impact on others, but it has an impact on us. So you think about what it's like, put yourself for a minute in the shoes of this prisoner who had been arrested for raping this guy's 
in the prisoner who had been arrested for raping this guy's sister. Put your sh yourself in that guy's shoes. I know this is really hard. Think of yourself as someone who has done harm to another person. I know that's hard for you to do. It's hard for me to do. And, 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 and recognize the possibility of some stranger coming toward you who begins to look more and more like the person I harm. And coming to you and saying, I forgive you. I want to say to you today that what Lent is like is learning how to accept forgiveness. Because God has forgiven us. Most of us don't do this because we play this kind of quid pro quo game with each other. It's like, you hurt me, I hurt you. You say this to me, I say that to you, whatever. But if we let go of that, it creates a space between us and a space in our own heart where something new can flow in. And that new that's flowing in is the water, the holy water, the forgiveness and love of God. God is like a loving father. And if we just come to God, a loving parent, just come to God, open our eyes without fear, without blame, without excuse. Simply say, because the truth of the matter is we put Jesus on the cross and at Easter he forgives us. At our baptism he forgives us. And like First Peter says, it's not a matter of washing our sins away. It's a matter of opening a space for a clear conscience. How do we maintain a clear conscience with our family and friends, with people we meet, people who drive, cut us off driving? How do we maintain a clear conscience? Forgiveness, it's a practical tool. It's something that can be your Lenten discipline. Amen.